straight from the Soul Slam Studios in Makati City, Philippines. This is Life Bet, a show hosted by Antonio Aguirre Jr. Join his journey of entrepreneurship, growing up, friendship, basketball, and everything else around it. He's going to be sharing his personal experiences together with the amazing people he's met along the way. This is his journey, and these are the cards he was dealt with. This is Life Deck. Let's go. What's cracking, Life Deck Nation? On today's episode of Life Deck, we get to sit down with three members of collective rap group known as Powell Clan. Christopher Catral, a.k.a. Manila Money, Alexander Amino, a.k.a. Lex Luthor, and Dean Imperial, a.k.a. DC Savage. We talk about their different three Powell Clan stories, how they came together as a strong, close-knit family bonded by their passion for music. We also talk about how they work out their own struggles in and out of the group, including their overall mindset to a lot of various things. Life just hits them. The conversation just gets better and better as we go deeper into it. And as I talk to three very different individuals with three different backgrounds, just bound together by one thing rap music one and one of hours was just not enough for the three of them i want to give a quick shout out to george balabalo for putting this together i owe you one brother this is as real as it gets this is life deck let's go all right so for the audience that don't know who you guys are tell us your name and what you do I guess I'll go first, start on the left. Yeah. Um, my name is Manila Money. That's my artist name, Christopher Cattral. Uh, born and raised in San Jose, California. Moved out to the Philippines three years ago. Um, I'm a entertainer slash hip hop artist uh, nice. and represent my brother in the crew, Bow Wow Clan. All right, go ahead. Hi, I'm, uh, they call me Lex Luthor. That's my artist name. My name is Alexander Aminu. Uh, born in Nigeria, raised in Madrid, Spain. Uh, I moved out to the Philippines about 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Yeah, and I've been here since then, since high school. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I work here and I make music here too. Nice. For the clan. Nice. Uh, I guess as a job, I'm a customer operations manager for an IT e-procurement e-sourcing company. Really? So it's like BTO? Not really. It's more of uh, e-commerce. E-commerce. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, uh, tweens and uh, middle-aged women know, know me as Dino Imperial. Twenty-year-olds <laughs> uh, year- and teenagers know me as Dizzy Savage, and, uh, and about a half a million people from seven to ten p.m. on, uh, on Monday through Friday know me as uh, Dino, the DJ on the vibe on Wave Eighty Nine Point One. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks guys for, for being here on the podcast. Um, sure. I've been getting a lot of requests to to get you guys here Hi. on this show, man. It's been crazy. That's crazy. Um, so, well, I, I want to start off like ask you um, with what's the story behind the name Black Lumen? Um, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, for everybody that doesn't really know much about me because I am Phil M, mm-hmm. foreigner, yeah. new guy to the country. Um, they, they just know me as Manila Money, right? But before right. that, um, even before Black Illumin, I was consistently changing my name throughout my <laughs> creative journey as this art, right. as an artist. 
Um, when I was in Korea, I actually went by three different names, and Black Illumin was the third name. So, like, when it comes to searching my content, it's all... It's all over. Yeah, and internet back in the day, I'm a, I'm a lot older than these, these yeah, guys yeah. here. I know, um, I know. You know, I'm 37 <laughs> years old, born in 1982, so, like, as I was coming up as this artist, uh, Instagram, Facebook, none of this stuff was really popular yet, YouTube. Right. So, um... But I can go on that a little bit later. When it comes to Black Illumin, uh, Illumin is actually my government middle name, my mom's maiden um, name. So your my mom's mom, maiden name. Irene Illumin. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I was always just trying to get creative to show, like, I'm, I'm about balance, yin and yang. So, like, the black was, like, the dark, underground, oh. mysterious side. And Illumin was to represent the word illuminate, right? right? And also is my middle name. Right. So Black Illumin was just to represent balance and, like, the you know, the opposites and the extremes of people's, like, being, you know. How, how was it, like, being in Korea? Like, I heard, like, you were <clears throat> close to, like, being, like, a superstar over there. Well, when I, when I talk about, like, <laughs> my, my musical journey, right. I, I talk about, like, Korea was that right. time where, you know, I started to get free clothes oh, and okay. sponsorships and get you know, get interviewed and be on magazines like Inside, Front Page, getting on billboards where right. I would see myself on the street Damn. and stuff like that. So, um, on top of that, I broke into, for the Filipinos that know like the Masa world, I broke into Korean Masa, right? Okay. Where I was on like these popular shows, like right. a Korean version of an ASAP and like right. performing music. So, being over there, like the biggest thing that I think were, that was a challenge is I always did English music. Right. It's every, everything was everything English. was in English. So in Korea, where English is not, not popular the, like how it is right. here in the Philippines, right. I really had to adapt to what type of style I was putting out and what type of words I would say. Obviously, I could come straight underground and do like English hip hop, like the way that I normally would do it. Right. But when I would perform live, people would find it hard to like connect with me just because they didn't understand what I was yeah. saying. And that even happens here in the Philippines. It's true. In a country true. that speaks a lot of English. Right. So, um, one of the craziest things I had to go through was like, okay, well, if I'm getting paid to do a show and I have all of these Korean people that don't understand English, how am I going to entertain them? Right. So, coming from like a dancing background and b-boy background, I was good at entertaining, like moving around on stage right. and positioning myself to be like this crazy like entity <laughs> on stage. But I had to learn Korean just to make sure that I would get a little bit of love. And because I wasn't fluent in Korean, I would learn one-liners like, So did you know? Which means like, put your hands up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I would learn like, you know how, you know, and DJ, uh, uh, Dino can relate to this, like being like a club MC. Oh, yeah. I had to use club MC tactics during my live show just to get People, the response yeah. from the Korean crowd. Right. To get so, okay. And then because I went out there to teach like English initially, right? So I was yeah, like an right, ESL right. English teacher. I left California, went to Korea, and I was doing underground music. And when you're in a foreign country that doesn't speak English, you attract to these multicultural areas <laughs> right. of the country where there's a lot of English speakers. So I started off at these pubs and kind of like, you know, where it's like mostly white people and these <laughs> small bars doing open mics. And then from there got the attention okay. of the locals. Right. Right. So overall, it was a cool experience. Um, How long were you there? Uh, almost five years. Damn. So I got out there in 2008 and left 2013. But what, what made you actually leave? 
if you were doing so great there? Um, so because I was there in my 20s, <laughs> young, free, popular. Good like, looking. Hey, yo, I'll, I'll take that compliment. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah, like. Uh, yeah, I am good looking. <laughs> Damn right, I am. See, man, now I'm not fucking distracted, bro. <laughs> so you're young, you're young, you're so doing So in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, am I handsome? Hey, my mama thinks I'm handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was the question again? Because I was getting to like, <laughs> what, made, what made you leave? Oh, so... If you were doing so great at everything. I mean, already. the story is so personal that I can't give full details as you're much right. as I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. Like... Just to give everybody a little uh, an idea of why I left, like when you're in the entertainment industry, it three things just kind of revolve your your world, which is sex, drugs, money, money. right? So all of that kind of just like was just too much for too me. Too much for you. And because I was so free with the choices that I would make, right. like it got to the point where, all right, I didn't need to press reset. My family's like, I think we should come back home. So as much as I wanted to stay there, because the plan was to stay in Korea, and then I felt like I plateaued. I was like, I'm going to move to the Philippines next, and this is where I'm going to build. Okay. Right? And this is in 2013. So I had a major detour where I went back to California, and then from there, it's not like you could just entertain again. If you build your name in a different country, country and go yeah. back, even no. though it's your home country, your home no. city, no. the opportunities aren't there. You can't no. just be like, yo, I've been rapping in Korea. Y'all yeah. better book me. No. You no. know what I mean? It doesn't work. So it got to the point where my father was really in my face and was like, I don't give a, f- I don't give a fuck about your yeah. dreams. I don't care about your <laughs> dreams. You don't have money. Like, work. Work, yeah. Right? And then that hurt me because... I knew I had the talent. I knew I had the drive. I showed my family and friends that, that I could that do was, it somewhere else. That was your passion. Right. But then reality kicked in where, you know what I mean? People think like, oh, there's money in my name. I live here in BGC. Like, it's all been a cakewalk. I'm conyo boy, whatever. But like, I struggle check to check like all of these people that are working like day to day. You know what I mean? So like to go to this point where I had to give up my dreams and just work. That was very, very hard. But I ended up, because I'm a college graduate, I encourage everybody that's listening, stay in school, always have that plan B where you're educated and you have something on paper. Right. You have to have that, in my eyes. I'm, I'm pretty old school when it comes to that. Okay. Um, but, so I got a job. And like when I was in the corporate setting, and these, my brothers here can, can relate to the corporate <laughs> setting, yeah. where you go and you go to your desk every day, and like I would show my coworkers, like, yo, check this out. I got this music video from Korea, da da da. I rap. So everybody that saw it was like, that's so dope, Chris. So what the fuck are you doing here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that stuck with me where it's like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And it got to the point where I'm so emotional, right? So I would go to work and I would cry. First thing in the morning, I'll fucking cry. And I'd be like, like, what am I doing with my life? So I asked myself in my head, like, God, like, is this, is this all that was supposed to happen? Because if Korea was the, the furthest I was going to get to right. music, yeah. then I'll accept that. And I'll accept moving on with my life, like, and doing other things. Doing other things. But I had the fight inside of me, and I was like, fuck this. Like, I really want to go to the Philippines. And this is working a tech job in the heart of Silicon Valley, the tech hub of the world. Right. yeah. Around, like... Multi-millionaires, you know, smart people. So you were you were doing well in the states then. I was doing well when it comes to 
like my sweldo, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. A 401k retirement money, you know, yeah. a full You're benefits. Safe. You were safe. Yeah, you know, I had a car, you know, I had my own place. It's all good. Right. It's all good. But uh, my heart was just like, I don't want to live this type of life. And at this point, I don't know if bowel plan is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to actually make it. Yeah. But I knew that when I went to the Philippines, I would figure it out because I already had that experience in Korea. And how much easier is it to go to your own country right. where your you know, blood roots and history are and, from? And the, the importance of having a good, like, good fucking network <laughs> yeah. around here helps right. a lot too. So, and I'm not sure if Dino and Alex know this story, but like, so there was a point where I was going to lunch, right? And I'm walking, it's a beautiful, modern, you know, tech <laughs> environment okay. like like the office was right. just really big and cool it's like an ikea yeah um so i'm walking to the lunch room and by the main conference room on the dry erase board somebody had wrote the word manila manila and that was the only thing on the board and i looked and i was like what the fuck? what's what's going what on is that so then I, I i went straight to my my sales vice president and was like yo what, what what's, what's going, going on, on? Like, oh, we're expanding in the Philippines. And when they said that, light bulb, (laughs) like, ding. Yeah. And then I knew at that point, this is my chance to to fucking, I hate saying this, but like, like hustle the corporate world and corporate system (laughs) and make sure that I get over here. So I created a job opportunity for myself. And keep in mind, this is all bullshit in my mind. (laughs) But I'm like, I'm going to create this and pitch it to them. And then they're going to give me a ticket and I'm going to fly out here and work. But I'm going to leave this job and just rap. So like, I'm a, I'm a visionary in that sense where I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And so I'm you like, actually left. So they gave, I presented this, like straight up knock on the door. Excuse me, CEO. I'm Filipino. We're branching out in the Philippines. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what the first quarter is going to look like. All professional. Like, this is my duties. It gave me the job. Came out here. Mm-hmm. Came out here. And then just connected with all of the right people. And then Bow Wow Plan. I was there for the very, very first performance, which is was in the Fort Strip, that, that right? Accent. When was that? that? No, when was that? that you remember um, the day? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually, uh, when was your first public performance? That was uh, th- around yeah. this time. Around August? Four or three years, three years ago. ago. Three years ago. 2016. Yeah, three years ago. Okay. Yeah. But you were you were doing something else at the same time too, right? Uh, Three years ago? Not really. Not really. It was really just Bawa Clan. I mean, I had a job. We okay. weren't even Bawa Clan yet. We were young Bawa and friends. Yeah, we were just a <laughs> bunch of guys who used to like hang out in the studio yeah. and just like, you know, bang out of street like beats and stuff like but that. But that gig was the one that... that that we came out as Bawa Clan. Yeah, that was that was that Pokemon Go. Is this is this story true? Like Young Bawa told me, like we weren't even called Bawa Clan, but like Nick's, like you know, give, give love to local, yeah. like Nick's damn he put Bawa Clan on the Shout flyer. Out to Nick's. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Well, so uh, Nick's was, was that, the one that, that gave the you that name. It wasn't um, like it wasn't like gave it the name, but then no, no, it no. wasn't like let's put this on the. It flyer. wasn't a, it was an official name. Yeah, right. Because um, so you were just collected guys. Yeah, yeah, we were like young Bowling friends. I mean, <laughs> young Bowling yeah, friends. I, I, I know that he's more You're like, like the super uh, friends. It was like Pete, right? Like he came to Yeah, that's Bawa. That's he kept Bawa. on saying, like, we have that's this homie who's a tattoo artist from the States. Uh-huh. His, his name's called Pete. And like he came through and like he he's like an oldie dude too, right? And like he would always say, that's Bawa, that's Bawa, that's Bawa. Because that was like <laughs> the first Tagalog yeah. like, Right, exactly. that, that he learned. Yeah, he's like, oh, you don't do that, that's Bawa, that's Bawa. And he kind of stuck with us, or stuck with me, and then from there he kind of just like ran with it. 
and then he, and then he became Yung Bawa, <laughs> Yung which is Yung Bawa. Like the little, like Yung that's Yung. Because yeah. Yeah. But like next before Bawa Bawa Kang, what were you doing? Um, I was with uh, LDP and uh, Artifice Records for a bit with Abra and uh, RJ. Okay. Yeah. I mean, LDP. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, let it out, man. No, I mean like yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I want to hear this shit too. No, well, you guys. <laughs> I was gonna let him finish. Yeah, you, yeah, no, but he, he told you a story from. Oh, right. From back. I gave a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot, bro. That's a lot. Right, it's like I how mean. he got to, to Bowerclad, it's already there. Come on, so I can say my story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so like um, 16 years ago, like literally 16 years ago, probably June. 2013? Huh? 2013? Yeah. yeah. Around June. So my dad and my mom are both ambassadors, and I work for the Foreign Affairs for Nigeria. My dad got posted here as an ambassador. I mean, we didn't like. I didn't have any expectations whatsoever. Or anything. Yeah. I used to. I used to rap a little bit back in Spain when I was in Madrid in high school. But like, it was like, yeah, I read a verse here, or there. My biggest fan was my biggest thing was Eminem there, so I like learned all these like all his lyrics and everything. <laughs> so my dad got posted over here. Then uh, I went to school. It was CSA. And, um, you went to CSA Makati? I went yeah. to CSA too. Oh, no, right. 99 oh, uh, though. 07. Yeah, 07. Okay. <laughs> so you, you came to that point where in your classrooms were air conditioned. Oh, hell yeah. Mine wasn't. We had the theater, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the theater, theater too. We got the air conditioned gym and everything. Yeah. 300 million theater. Ridiculous, bro. It was nice, man. I really it's nice, it. nice. I was just like yeah. three times. That was when we had the first LDP performance. Okay. And but did, were you in like foreigners class? No. Oh, no. There's a foreigners class? Yeah, we had foreigners class back then. No, the thing is, by the time Everyone's foreigners. By the time I got there, they they uh they abolished the foreigner class. Oh, it so just like, it's just whatever like mix everyone. Like okay. So we had foreigners class. Yeah, I heard one about section that. was like all from all over the world. Like, <laughs> Koreans, yeah. Indians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's cool. So, yes, it was okay. Dope, I mean, so like, so my dad pulled up like what sixteen years ago, and uh, I had a school to pick between Southfield and CSA. And I live in Florida, so like CSA was literally like right across the road. Yeah, so I was right. Like, I'm not gonna go all the way to the south every morning, five o'clock in the morning, get to school. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hell no. Nah. See, so that I'm, was what I was doing. I came from Paranaque, going to Makati bro, every day. So it's crazy traffic, uh, 30, man. Oh, uh, seven, thir- 15 years, bro. <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Waking up at like 4.30, getting picked up by the bus. I remember when I was a kid. Getting picked up at 4.30 and then last to be dropped off at home at 6.30, it's like, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, I, I legit picked CSA. And like, I was the, at, at that point, everyone was in uniform and everything. So I didn't really know who was like into hip hop or who was like, you know, everyone was just like, the same. clones of everybody. And I was just like, <laughs> damn. So this one day we had a recollection, you know that, right? Right, yeah, recollection, that. yeah. So you, and it's on the Saturdays, so you can dress So you got them. letters and stuff? Yeah, well, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, letters from parents. Bro, CSE and your freaking rituals. I mean, it's cool though. Mm-hmm. I mean, not hating or anything. But like, it was weird. So I sat down and recollection, and you can wear whatever you want. And RJ sat right beside me. I didn't know he was RJ. It was just like, wait, like, is that how you you know Abra? Because yeah. he's from CSA too. We're all batchmates. Batch and, and RJ too. Well, I didn't know that. Okay, Super you're all batch 2007. Too. Exactly. Goddamn. So random. I moved. I came in third year, so I was only there for two years. So like, as soon as I as soon as he sat down, he had Timberlands on. 
Okay. Uh, RJ. RJ. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny because I was just like, I've never seen anyone in the Philippines rock Tim's. And like, you know, the style. So I was like, yo, like, you know what I mean? So we started connecting and he was like, you rap. And I was like, yeah. And while like everyone was praying and shit, we <laughs> were at the back rapping and shit. So he started from there. Then he was like, yo, I got this other dude, like other friends who rap as well. So okay. we all kind of connected in school and everything. Actually, LDP was five when we started. What? Well, five of us. Oh, yeah, was shit. Two. Where's the other two? It was uh, Jim Lapson and this other dude. The other dude kind of disappeared. Okay. Jim Lapson, we had to kick him out. Okay. Because <laughs> he'll be too drunk at the shows. I mean, we that shit up. Like, we couldn't handle that. Like, I get fucked up, but I pull my shit. I mean, yeah, I can't. Pull I can it together. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to getting shit done, I get it done. Right. But, like, every time it comes to this party, he's just choked. <laughs> does it every time and at that point you're trying to break it into the scene you can't mess up any show no you can't you know what I mean yeah. and how does that look like when like people... 10 people are gonna say nice things about you and then 100 people are gonna say bad things exactly. about you it's gonna be worse like we had this I remember we had this one show at the basement uh, the community like Celebrity Rock and like Looney and everyone were there so say, like this is an old school cats like Circulo Pogantes and they were all mm-hmm. there like you know what I mean and these dudes just was too drunk <laughs> So we had to kick him out. like weeks. He was too drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to kick him out. So we kicked him out. So eventually it was just me, Abra, and RJ. So Abra came about because you're both friends with him. Yeah, because RJ was... It was more of RJ was friends with him. Then okay. when me and RJ met, RJ was like, oh yeah, like, you right. know, I have this other friend of mine who raps. I'm trying to grab him. Okay. And the funny part is, believe it or not, Abra was like head honcho in our badge. He was? Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> there was like this group called Mafia, and he was like the leader. Of the, of wow, the, of the like group. the smallest of them <laughs> so, all, too. The smallest and the leader. Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it was there. So that's how we met. Then um, LDP pushed on. I mean, we reached pretty, we were pretty, you know, we got really big, I guess you could say that. A lot of shows here and there. Um, um, things were good. We started the Artifice Records with Looney, right. with Looney. Uh, Ron, Ron Apex, and everything. So everything was good, then things went sour. Not because it was not an artist relationship kind of thing, it was more of a management thing. Okay, yeah, I yeah. don't want to go into detail or like push anybody under the bus or anything, but I mean, like, I- I've heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so like, shit went well, I mean, so word, if you know, you know, dude, word, word gets around pretty fast. Yeah, so yeah. shit went south and like it affected everybody. I was in debt, I was on like 250 grand debt, I had no money, I had no place to stay because we had to move out. Because me, LDP lived together in one house at one point. Right. So we had to move out because oh. we didn't pay the rent. Right. right. The you only person who was really making money was the homie. So like, we're just, I'm not gonna be a lease. Like when was that. when was lease? This was like five years ago, four years ago. So this was around 2014, 2015. Pretty much when I got a job. Okay. So like, shit was going down, and like we had to move out. So we moved out because we couldn't afford to stay there anymore. Um, and it wasn't fair if one person was paying for everything. Yeah. And it, it wasn't fair. Sense, so like, we had to dip. And like I, I had given money to fix my visa to the manager and mm-hmm. like all that, I had to pay back. I had to pay all that back because like nothing got done and all the money was just gone. So I was in debt like two hundred fifty grand. I had no place to stay. I was, I was basically sleeping with my friends for, <laughs> for like six months. It was funny too because like my parents kept on trying to blackmail me and telling me like, oh just come home because like they do. Home is where. Back home in Nigeria, or Nigeria. wherever they are, because like they're always they're all there. Doing your, your no, 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 no. My, my family's weird. My little brother's <laughs> in Ukraine. My little sister's in Miami. I'm over here. My mom's in Jamaica. Ugh. My dad's in Nigeria, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, <laughs> okay. so your dad's telling me 
you to go to Nigeria? Well, not necessarily. Just leave the Philippines. I mean, but what were you going to do in Nigeria? Anything they wanted. I graduated um, Council of Diplomatic Affairs. Both my parents are diplomats, so basically right. I'm a diplomat. I could get a job as a diplomat if I went right now. It would be easy. Yeah, it wouldn't be a problem whatsoever. So, like, that's what they wanted me to do, and that was, like, the ideal thing to do from coming from someone in my family. So I was, like, the black sheep. But, but same way you were saying a while ago, your family does this and you do the other thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm that guy. Right. <laughs> same thing. You know what I mean? Like, when it's, like, family introductions, it's like, this is my daughter, this is my daughter, mm-hmm. and this is <laughs> Alex. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just there, like, yo, gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I love them. But, yeah, that's what But, I mean, was. how did it come to that opportunity that you came about with, with these guys? So funny. So shit went sour, right? And so RJ had to do his own thing. I had to do my own thing. I had to get a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I got a legit job. And uh, I moved to the South and everything. So um, how did it get to the point that I met them? Neil, young Bowel, was also part of the people who got screwed up by oh, management. Fuck. All right. Neil got screwed up. Pope was also part of the people who okay. got screwed up by the management. Really? Buddha. Buddha. Was Buddha. People, which is Neil's older brother. Yeah, right. So, like, all these people, these, so, um, Neil had a studio, a Buddha studio, which is back in their crib, and that's where everyone kind of went to record, and, like, how did it start off? It was just more of, like, we all just kind of came together, we all knew we all rapped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you rap, you rap, you produce, you DJ, and, like, you know, we have a place to do it, so we all just kind of just started doing it. So, it's just a collection of, like, passionate people. And... I- sharing the same thing yeah and at the same time from my perspective and I guess from other people's perspective it was also kind of like a big fuck you to everybody who fucked right. us over right. you know what I mean yes. I mean for me it was just like yeah fuck you I, I still pulled up I mean I was turning 50 pesos I was, turning, I was like a quarter million pesos dead no place to stay right. no nothing Damn. I look at myself now from three years ago <laughs> chilling <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's the great thing about adversity that you have before you appreciate what you have now yeah. versus you to, like you appreciate what you have now you're thankful for it instead of asking like why am I getting this like mm. I had worse before like mm. you, I mean rock bottom from there there's nowhere to go else but up that's true right? Right? It's good when you know you work for it <laughs> when you know that you're at rock bottom that's the time like, okay let's get up mm-hmm. right exactly so every opportunity I took it from there, ever since then, everything that came my way, I'm bow plan, I put 100%, even if I have a job. Yeah. That, but still, it's really just bow plan yeah. for me. Like, because I know that's pretty much how I'm going to rock it till the end. Nice. So I see it for sure. Because, I mean, this last three years has been pretty tough for me personally because of, like, you know, my personal trivias and whatever. Uh-huh. But, like, bow plan is something that's stayed consistent and it is something I've always kept my head away from bullshit. Which is why I like it a lot. <laughs> it's it's nice too that you know how music brings together like so many different people from so many different backgrounds. Like you come from another country, you from another country, and you too, and everyone else. You know, but when they when they come together right. and produce something great, it's just you know amazing. Like you know, I've seen like videos of you know random people in the street making music together just because he knows this instrument, he knows how to sing, he knows how the drums and whatever. It's crazy how you know how music just pulls in like different people and even if you don't understand each other yeah. at some point you know that's what brings you guys together yeah and it's funny because it's, it's amazing all, it's all coincidental i just i randomly ran into him yeah, <laughs> studio, studio. Yeah. i was like yeah. who's this guy this guy used to, <laughs> this guy used to be extremely annoying before <laughs> <laughs> this 
still is. It still is. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the TV days. Yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get into that one. Like with, right with, now? Yeah, Dino. Let's yeah. go. Um, <laughs> I'm a DJ, actor, rapper. Yeah. All right, so um, I guess people know me more. I mean, like the masses know me as Dino Imperial. Dino Imperial, yeah. Because I've been acting since I was, what, a kid? Yeah, 15? Um, yeah, pretty I much. I think so, yeah. Pretty much started out. You're in TV in, uh, shows in GMA, I think. Uh, ABS. ABS, yeah. Uh, ABS. Um, started commercials and ads when I was 12. Cheers. Cheers. By the way, shout out to Tiger Beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, when I was uh, 15, 16, um, uh, somebody told me to go audition for Star Magic in ABS CBN. And then. Uh, it was funny because I was going through my like rocker phase and stuff. I would, right. I would show up to auditions with like uh, black nail polish <laughs> and eyeliner and like spiky ass hair. See now that I did not know. <laughs> oh okay. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, then I was launched uh, part of a uh, Star Magic batch okay. thirteen, and uh, yeah. I was pretty much known before, like the whole Instagram thing, dude. Like the before all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Where everyone searched for everyone yeah. on just Google and Friendster, Google, <laughs> and MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you are from the states, you had MySpace yeah, before Friendster. I mean, I go all the way back I to find. like what was AIM, the AIM, AOL, yeah. You know, AOL fucked up so many people because you paid so much for like. Like three minutes, air like to to just browse. You pay like three three bucks for it, Word. but then you they give you like a free CD. Yeah. And you get like one eleven thousand hours free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AOL, Yahoo Messenger, MSN, MSN, yeah, MSN was big in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, MSN. I, I can spend yeah. MSN with the yeah. Here we had yeah. I when when I was um mid two thousand when I was club promoting. In, in BGC, I, I used Messenger a lot, and then Friendster. I had Wait, ten. You, I had ten accounts. What'd you promote? Like what? Like, like clubs. I was like a club. Jaipur yeah, Jaipur, Asset, Seven High, dude. Um, like my spot in BGC. Yeah, my 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 biggest one was Cuisine and Embassy. What was the first one in uh in Avenue? In Avenue. Bureau. Bureau. Yeah. I had a lot of fun there. That was fun. And then. It was just so hard because you hadn't. I had a globe phone. I had a smartphone. I had a sun phone. Just because I had to text everyone. Bro, that's what partying was really fun. That was man. it. Like I remember oh, back yeah. then, like uh, my quota for as a promoter was I had to get fifteen guests, and then so I invited everyone right on my first account to tenth account, and then fifteen guests would get the eight hundred pesos. Oh, but well, back then it was a big deal. It was, it was big, eight hundred yeah. pesos. But then if you had fifty, you you would get three thousand plus a bottle of of alcohol that you can give to your guests so i was like at 40 sometimes i get 46 what i would do go to the parking lot and just like hey sir hey hey ma'am are you guys going to embassy because if you are could you put you in my guest list and stuff mm-hmm. dude that was a struggle but i didn't realize i was getting network of new people i didn't know like three of those people i approached were like top 50 richest people in yeah. the philippines and now they're like my network so that's cool that's you cool. know they're in my phone num phone book and i can call them anytime that's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's crazy like we were drinking and i didn't even realize that they were like big honchos of like big companies it's weird 
it's it, cool. it's, it's it's crazy. Like, it's always nice when people humble themselves. Like yeah. knowing knowing so many people actually gave me a lot of opportunities from what what I do now. Yeah, like, go ahead. Oh yeah, actually I was also uh, emceeing for uh, Jaipur back in the day <laughs> while I was doing. While Who's I was, the owners? I forgot. He always gave me free beer. Max. 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 Oh, yeah. Max. With the silky silk. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that dude with two girls. Okay, every time Jaipur was around. a place where you could dance. Like, yeah. Dude, it no, was, if no, you were here, because there was space. It, it was, was the spot. If you were here. Like people, yeah, went, yeah you were, you would be there for sure. Especially if you went upstairs. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Oh my god. Like, yeah, dude. I had great times. And I was like, and you say where people I was like dance. 17, would bro. dance. Would fucking dance. Like, legit. leave the club yeah. sweaty. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, leave the club sweaty as fuck because you were. Like, that's how you can actually dance properly. Like, you know what I mean? Now guys are too tough to dance in the club. Like, yeah. Like, so guys would actually bump yeah. and grind. Like, yeah. I, I, I used to dance, bro. Now you would never catch me. Hell no. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I saw your company. I, I want to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dino, yeah, I'm going to cut you off real quick because I want to comment on that. Okay, so. Coming over here only three years ago, mm-hmm. in the States, and you know this since you lived in the Bay Area where there's yeah. a big population of Filipinos. Yes. Like there was other, an area for other that. races or ethnicities that were not Filipino, when you when we would meet each other, be like, oh, you Filipino? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, you breakdance? Oh, you sing? <laughs> but we were like the ones that were known to be always dancing, right? Yeah. And then that's what I missed here. I didn't get this in yeah. the Philippines in the last three years, so it's probably been changed a long time. <laughs> right. But you go to the club and people aren't dancing with strangers anymore. No. And that's how it was back in the day where it's like, I think this girl's cute. Yep. Yeah. Like the energy, yeah. the energy. Yeah. You like vibe I feel in. the energy from across the room. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and you approach her and you're like, yo, you want to dance real Bro. quick? Right. And people don't do that anymore. Bro, no. that's how but but why, yeah, why has that changed? Is it because have we gotten shyer EDM. along the way? I think social like, media has played a big EDM. part in that. Uh, are, are like, uh, we've become like a little I just soft. think it's the new generation, bro. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like us older generation, if we have women who are the same generation as we are, and we put us in the same freaking place and at a party, they'll get it. It'll be totally chill. Yeah. But if you have the new generation, which is no. pretty much 99% of the club. I yeah. think what we're saying, like mid 2000, we didn't have cell phones. We're in like, you know, we yeah, were just all together here. We're all like on our phones. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, There's I have no a call. Social media. And yeah. now we're just like conversing. You're more present. Like, yo, I, if right. I don't talk to her now, I can't talk to her again. Ever, right. 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 Ever. 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 Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even Bluetooth. It was like infrared back then. But that's really it. It's just because you had to approach someone then because you don't know if you're going to see that girl again. Right. I mean, that's how I met my. What's your digits? You know, I met my wife in 1996 in Hard Rock Cafe in Makati. It was was a real club back then before, you know, it went uh, like Bansy and stuff. But that's where I met her. Like, from across, she was wearing red top, hang top, and it's like, approach her. And it's like, we wanted to dance and ask her. Dance and she did. We were we were vibing off like um, the boy is mine. I remember. Oh, Brandy, <laughs> Brandy, Brandy, yeah. And then yeah, and then, uh, yeah. it was ninety six. So the new banger was California Love. Oh yeah, yeah. we're and we were like vibing on it. Like I remember yeah. it like it was yesterday. It yeah. wouldn't have bones. I I got her phone number. I memorized it. That's like, what happened before. Like, can you get your number? And she said, okay, memorize this. It's eight two one eight eight five zero. Don't forget, don't forget eight two one eight five six because I didn't have a note. I didn't have a pen or anything, I just memorized the shit. It's like call her next day. It's like it's okay, you remember. That was that was really awesome. 
saying? Yeah. Uh, this girl like rock candy. So yeah, I mean, when, when oh, you I'm were doing acting, oh, yeah. and then I'm actually happy we detoured from this. I know. But um, yeah, I was acting, and uh, but you were not singing or, or like doing oh, music. No, 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 no. But I was. Well, were you doing it like on the back end? Like for sure, for okay. sure, okay, for sure. I would always, I was, I was always writing. Um, I was always writing, even in school. Right. And I would like sometimes show my raps to like the other like other artistas. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like or like the or like some other people like within the industry and they, they would always tell me some fu- like some stupid <laughs> shit like hey, you can't say that that's bawal. That's <laughs> yeah. bawal. You can't yeah. say fuck, you can't say shit. You can't you can't talk about this someone's going to get offended. <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Fuck that." And then but I, I always kept writing and I always knew that I I wanted to be in the music industry. Okay. I always wanted to do something with music. But it wasn't that time yet. It wasn't that time yet. No. And and the avenue for me was uh, was Jaipur. Was okay. Prince of Jaipur. You were emceeing at Jaipur? I was emceeing. I was known Yo. as MC Dizzy. D-I-Z-Z-Y. Okay. Now remember. Uh, now remember. Yeah, for real. MC yeah, Dizzy. Dizzy yep. Uh, I, was part, I, I was part of a promotion. I was going to ask you about MC Dizzy. Yeah, yeah. I was part of a promotion team called uh, The Vibe. Vi- yeah, the, the uh, vibe. Yeah, vibe productions, and then it changed to a uh, stratosphere production. Oh, was that with Nick? With Nick Hernandez. Yo, shout to Nick Hernandez. Yo, shout to Nick Hernandez. He was known as Nick Scotto before. Now it's Nick Hydro. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy that puts in like twenty-seven thousand people yeah. in one place. Now he's That's also uh, he's the Midas. Guy, the Midas DJ music, now. and also he's the mastermind behind Midas. Yo, Midas, shout uh, to Midas music. Midas music. So because of Nick Hernandez, honestly. <laughs> I, and I, I love telling the story because um, because of him, that's how I started my emceeing a stint. And then when he introduced himself to me, I thought he was like some guy passing out flyers. Yeah. Because it's like, who the fuck is this guy trying to talk to me? And she's like, I don't want, I don't want your shit. And then, <laughs> and then like he thought I was an asshole. I thought he was an asshole. And then uh, and then we became friends because right. uh, he went to La Salle. I went to CSB. Okay, I went to CSB too. I went to CSB too. <laughs> CSB too. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. My course was BSBACA, computer application. Uh, music prod, but I shifted to CDA. You are CDA? Yeah, dude. Okay. I'll get to, uh, I met him also. In yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't even remember. I don't. I really don't. I, I swear to God, I don't. So, so, um, so I was doing the acting shit, and I was like part of like several like boy bands mm-hmm. or whatever in ABS. Is that, is that what did, with Enrique? Uh, with Ken? No, no. Not he, yet. I left and then they put him in. They put I him left. in your place. Okay. So at first it was like some shit with uh, John Pratt and Gerald and Matt Evans. And then it, be, and then it was with Robbie, Sam Conception and <laughs> Encho. And, wow. And I was like, man, fuck this shit, man. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to look. Like, the moment you <laughs> <the moment, laughs> said, look, the money was great. Small <laughs> shows were fucking awesome. Like, we, dude, yeah. honestly, like, a lot of people, like, uh, give me a bunch of flack for, like, the whole boy band thing. But, dude, that was, I was making fucking bank bread. And I was, dude, I, I think I was the only one taking advantage of being a, a, in a boy band because all the fucking women were just, like, flocking towards us. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then, um, but I knew there was more to life than just this fucking artista shit. Yeah. Because when I would be going out to the club 
it's a different vibe, dude. It's it's definitely real. And then compared to the the showbiz industry, everybody's just kissing everybody's ass. I mean, because definitely. they know because they know they're gonna gain a little bit of clout. Yeah, clout. And even before social media and all that, it would it would always be like you know like people faking relationships, people <laughs> lying about being gay or not gay, <laughs> and then it, it it's just like I couldn't handle the fakeness until like there was like one point I was like, man, fuck this shit. And also like my friend, like he died. See AJ Perez, rest in peace. So uh, when I left, piece. like he died, panga eh. Oh, I remember. He he, he died, yeah. And then, hmm. um, yeah, dude. And that was like also one of like the that was like also the icing on the cake of me quitting because when he died, all these fucking artistas were coming out like, yeah, we were close, we yeah, were brothers, really. we were best friends. And I'm like, uh, like I'm like yelling at the TV, no, you weren't, fuck you, <laughs> no, you weren't. And then. And then, so I just said, like, fuck all this shit. So I left ABS-CBN. But, like, hey, shout out to them because they gave me, like, an avenue to do my shit. But, like, at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, like, there's, there's a lot of fucking bullshit happening. Like, like, like dude, like, uh, I remember I was younger and then I, I was younger and then there would be, like, directors going up to my mom asking, yeah. like, how much I was for a night. <laughs> Yeah, bro. And then, and then, like, uh, purple in these proposals. Bro, and it's like this, bro. And, 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 and then, and then, so I would be like, what the fuck, dude? And it, it would always be like this Scenario. fucked up, perverted cycle when you would get like a new job mm-hmm. or, or this new thing. And then there would always be these fucking people asking for you to do certain things. And I said, like, fuck this shit, dude. And then, like, for example, I was, I was, like, doing my thing for, like, a long time. And then I would get, like, shit pay, like, for, like, for TV, for, like, series. And then you find out this other artista is getting hired. It's, like, ten times your pay. Yeah. But you find out he's sucking the, the producer's dick or something. <laughs> and then, well, and then, uh, yeah. so that's showbiz, that's bro. That's showbiz. So, so, a lot of people give me. Oh, f- that's forever. Yeah. Duh. Bro. What do you think, bro? Hey. Bro, most of the people that you see are famous probably okay. suck some yeah, artists. Okay. Better okay. Be okay. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name no, names. No, no, I'm not gonna name names. Also, that y'all both Okay. Uh, Usually, those oh, if, if, if you come like from second generation of celebrity families, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're okay. But if wala kang kilala, if you don't know shit, if you have no relatives in the industry, you have to suck it up. That's some <laughs> one way or another. Shit. Yep, one suck way it way up. I'm glad it never. I know. No so, so that's how big some yeah. some became without yeah. any, knowing anybody. So like the advertising, <laughs> the advertising industry. Like I was cool with them because with with the advertising industry, it's like if you don't get the job, it's cool because yeah. they're, they're looking for something specific. Right. And I and I got my respect and for them, but like this whole like acting thing, it was just a different monster. So. Uh, a lot of people give me flag like, oh, you left uh, the artista realm, bakit lost ka na ba, bakit, yeah. like, uh, and all this shit. Like, no, dude, dignity and principle. That's why I left. And so I left I left that, and I tried to go to some so, uh, another company because apparently this company was known for music, 
Yeah. But then, so like me and my one friend from that boy band, uh, shout out to Chris G. So we were, yeah, we were gonna make music together. I was like, all right, man, this is it. This is the fucking dream. We're gonna do this. Yeah. Bruce Lee, that's my nigga, though. So, I love that dude. so that's we were, guy. we were so, and also with Josh G, he was part of, he was doing flip top at the time. So uh -huh. it was gonna be me and him, uh, like us three, and then we were, so, we were so excited until like. I signed, and then all of a sudden they switched up this shit, like, right. and I'm already like, in my twenties, like twenty, 20. and they were like, uh, oh, by the way, we already wrote your music. You're gonna sing and dance <laughs> oh, for like shit. 11, 11, 12 year old girls, oh, and I'm like, no, hold up, hold up, you're gonna do the K-pop shit, and I'm no. like, hold up, hold up, hold up, that's not what we agreed upon. Right. And like, no, 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 no. What you have to understand is we have to make you famous first before you can do what you want to yeah. do. We have to make money off of you before you can do what you want to do, right. and I'm like. No, this is not what I signed up for. You said I could do whatever I wanted to do. I was like, yeah, but we have to make money off of you first. And then I said, no, fuck you guys. I said, fuck you. And then I left. And I could have gotten sued because it was like three albums for three years. Yeah, the contract. I had a contract. I already signed. But I said, fuck you. I'm not doing this. And then I just left. But they still had to make money, money off of me somehow. So I was still acting the money. And thank God I was able to get a raise. <laughs> yeah, after for so long. But then after a while, dude, like I tried to go somewhere else to a different network. And then the president or whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> so I met up with him, had this go see audition. And then Sige, we'll meet up with your manager. And then I'm like, okay, Sige, a week passed by, a week and a half passed by. And then I saw him at Privé. I saw him at the club. I was like, yo, uh, when are we going to have that meeting with my manager? And then he just held, held, looked at me, held my shoulder, and was like, "So, gusto mo ba talaga sumikat?" Damn. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this shit. I said, you know what? I'm good. And then, like, my manager at the time didn't understand what I was trying to do. I was yeah. trying to do music. I remember she gave me like this meeting with this Korean guy mm -hmm. for me to go to Korea to get plastic surgery and <laughs> do, do fucking K-pop shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, no, you don't understand. I want to fucking rap. And then, <laughs> I want to fucking rap. And then, uh, and then, dude, I got tired of everything. And then I went to Vegas. What, what, what year was uh, this? I, uh, 2012. 2012. I went LB. to Vegas. And then... Because I was born and raised in Vegas. And then uh, I went back to Vegas. I told my dad, I'm going to go back to Vegas. And he's like, okay. And then uh, I tried to do the acting thing there. But everything was like in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. In LA. Um, I, I took a couple of acting classes. It was okay. They're like, you're really great. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. ABS CBN workshop, yo. <laughs> but uh, um, it took me so long to get a job. Like for like a right. good three months. Like, I couldn't get a job. I was sharing a room with my Lola, sharing the same bed. Right. Like, started out from nothing again, from scratch. And then I said, like, this, this, this isn't going to fly. And then... What year was this? 2012. Wow. So, like, for a, good, for a good, like, three months, I was, like, I was homesick. I had no job. I was looking for a job. It was taking me a while. I was getting fat. I was fatter, <laughs> fatter than me now. I was just... Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so, so, chubby. So, and I was, I was, I was That's much nice. fatter before, bro. I was just playing fucking Angry Birds on my phone just to pass the time. Oh, Dude, yeah, I was like, bam! Like, what the fuck is happening, bro? So, 
So eventually, like, I, I, I landed my first job. I was, like, a busboy. I was cleaning tables. Mm -hmm. I was a service assistant. I was a front desk at, like, some fine dining restaurant. And until, like, uh, eventually I bumped into this guy, shout to Joseph Palale. Um, I went to the, this club called LAX okay. in the Luxor. And I was uh, hanging out with uh, my co-worker. She was hot. And then, <laughs> and then we were in line. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> so, so no, we were we were dating. We were dating. Oh, yeah. we were dating. We were dating. <laughs> so so so, but because I I got suspended from, from the work. from the restaurant okay uh, job because the manager was different, and then he was an alcoholic, and then Ooh. he was like shifting people around, <laughs> and then people were losing money, people were getting fired, and then like the bar guy. Uh, the bartender became the ma uh, the manager and then he said like oh by the way you're gonna be put on salary instead of hourly and then I computed the shit it's and then it was gonna be less than fucking uh, uh, hourly which yeah. was less than minimum wage yeah. so I said look look, I computed the shit you're gonna pay me less than the minimum, the minimum wage I, I can't accept this he said like no 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 whatever he say you do he boss you employee <laughs> and I'm like what the fuck are you talking to me like a caveman what the fuck I know I'm Filipino but what the fuck dude? and then and then I said like no I ain't gonna do this he said okay well you're, you're on suspension yeah. so they suspended me and on that same night uh, I went out with my co-worker and then we were in the club and then we were waiting in line for like our table but then I got so impatient I said man fuck this shit and then we were like why I never line up because <laughs> here in the Philippines they were like oh yeah yeah treatment, right and then I never lined up, and then I got into the club, and then this guy was like, Oh, you're an artist in the Philippines. What's going on And I'm like, Oh, I work at a restaurant. <laughs> I'm a busboy. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually looking for a new job. Oh, yeah, I'm just a promoter, VIP host. And then he set up a meeting, and then after that weekend, I got the job. And I was making a lot of money. In but club, then club it wasn't... It, even though you make a lot of money, I was able to move out of my tita's house. I was able to get a penthouse, a sports car. I was living by Las Vegas Boulevard. My pickup line Damn. was like, I have a penthouse on Las Vegas Ooh. Boulevard. Let's dip. All right. And then it was great. It was great for the two years, two, two and a half years I was there. But at the same time, like, you're working, but you're not happy. Because after, right after work, I would get off work, uh -huh. and then I would continue to write. At yeah. bottom mic, I would be rapping over these beats I downloaded okay. off the internet, and and then I got demoted to the to the hip hop club because I wasn't like jiving with all the other uh, oh, the big dogs at the, the other high end music, the club. high end yeah. shit, because politics. And then uh, that club was gonna close down, so I was keeping my tip, bro. Yeah, because you're supposed to put the tip in like a a, a pool. And then everybody shares it, but I was like, man, no, fuck this shit. This shit is, is sinking. I'm going to keep all my tip. I worked hard for this. this, this and I saved up to go back to the Philippines because there was a gig where I was going to... What year? What year was this? 2000. Uh, okay. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I came back. I was only here for vacation, but then I stayed. I stayed because of Buddha and, and Young Bawal and Pope, Neil and Pope, because before I left, I was working with them. And then, uh, oh yeah, I missed the part where I met him in CSB. So I met him in CSB. And then 2000. He, 2000. I don't remember. Uh, but anyways, I was like, he's a, he's a rapper. Oh, of course yeah. you can remember him. There's only a few of <laughs> guys in there. <laughs> from like like movie, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then, then, then I had this like whole like, uh, this whole epiphany and shit. I was like, I really want to make music. 
And then, so I started from scratch all over again. I was living in my car for a year, uh, couch surfing, sleeping on floors. And then until like eventually stuff started to like gain momentum and now we're here. Damn. That was so it's really like, it's really like fuck corporate life. If you're not, if you don't like it, yeah. fuck it. If, I know. If, you know, if it's not your passion, right. forget about yeah. it, dude. Th- that's what I'm saying to like people on, on the podcast. Like not everyone wants, wants to be an entrepreneur. Like, okay, now it's cool to be a businessman. Like, like 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't cool to like mm-hmm. be like an entrepreneur. Not everyone is up for it. Like, if but if you're happy with what you're doing yeah. in the corporate world, then yeah, by all means, I mean, it's it, your happiness is the most important thing above anything else, more than money and whatever that is. If you're happy with what you're, go ahead. I mean, I'm not telling everyone to be a business person. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta follow. Like as corny as it sounds, you gotta follow your heart and right. feed your soul. Because even when I got back, my parents were like, uh. Oh, so when are you gonna go back to Vegas? Uh, I'm not going back. Yeah. They're like, puta ina. What are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna stay here. What the fuck are you gonna do here? I'm I'm gonna do music. Puta ina. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, puta ina. Music? <laughs> Serioso? <laughs> Seriously? No, no, really. Like, Buddha believes in me. Pope believes in me. I'm pretty sure they they thought I was talking about the actual Pope. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like. But no, like, they believe in me. Like, Buddha says, you know, like, I can, I can, like, stay at his studio. And Buddha's dad and my dad were best friends. Oh, so we found okay. out they were, like, best friends from way back when. But yeah, I experienced what he experienced. Uh, like, fuck your dreams. Yeah. And then I experienced what, what he experienced, like, sleeping off floors. So, so my mom and my dad said, Bahala ka. Just yeah. make sure you make money. Yeah. So I made sure, like, like every fucking peso I made from gigs like I won five pen I right. really made sure to save up and then uh, my dad like bought this car like here's something to motivate you pay for this shit I'm like what the fuck <laughs> so I'm like okay and then eventually yeah, bills. <laughs> yeah so uh, so it all worked out in the end and, and then like we've been we've been making all these uh, all these music videos we made the album we've been doing solo shit and then you know it's it's been reaching to even like people in the states and then like it's it's reached my parents in a way through other people and it's like oh wow they're actually they're Thank actually you. doing something <laughs> yeah. they're actually they actually have fans and shout out to Nick Fernandez also because like at Hydro like he would let me perform and nice. that's like 27,000 people I know and that's I remember asking this guy like uh, in, uh, when LDP Pasila oh. Uh, in Iloilo, I remember going up to like RJ and, and Abra and, and and Alex because like at the time like, I was like, dude, I'm a fucking fan of I'm a fan of hip hop. I'm a fan of hip hop. Like it's like like it, the like, entire thing. Like even if people don't know, like I've been watching everybody, and like, especially from when nobody knew who they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember going up to going up to LDP. I was like, hey man, uh, I have this song. Uh, can I like? <laughs> So yeah, I opened yeah. for them, and then it was it was cool, bro. Nice. I remember Jess Miller was there too. Right? Yeah, Jess yeah, was there. Yeah, I remember that night. So shout out to uh, shout out to Mike Swift. Shout out to Just Hush. Sweezy. Shout out to Jim Poblete. Jim. Shout out to Dash Calzada. Because those th- those guys that I named. Shout out to Pino G. Because dude, those were the guys that I was moving with when I first got back, and of course, like my appreciation and uh, my thanks goes very deep into the Raimundo family, Neil and uh, Buddha. Plus yeah. So without, without them, it's dude. Technically, Raimundo, too. 
It's really crazy because how like your passion leads to so many doors mm. and avenues for you. I mean, I mean, some of you might not be doing what you're doing like 10, 15 years from now. It could be I mean, a different thing. It's like following what you want, but as long as it's something that you're really passionate about. Because I always get this question from, from kids like, like, how do I know what I want to do? Mm. And I would say like, what are you good at? Yeah. And then, are you passionate about it? Because sometimes you're you're good at it, but you don't like it. Yeah, like yeah, I know yeah, a kid yeah. that likes. I mean, he's great, really good at the piano, but he doesn't want to do it because he's been doing it since he was a kid. Mm. And so, what do you want to do? I mean, I want to do gaming. Like now, it's like gaming is huge. Like I want to do gaming. Then then do that. Like if if your parents are telling you to do that, you can't take their money and yeah. say I want to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you want to do gaming? Okay, get out. Do whatever you want. But if you're here, if you're taking our money, I mean, they have all that leverage on you. Like, your, your parents have all that leverage. But if you're out, like, I've heard your, all your stories. Like, you're not even with your families. I don't know. Yeah. Like, damn, respect to that. I like, that like, was like 17. Like, man, you're not with your family, so you're doing your own thing, and no one's holding you back and, like, telling you, like, no, you can't do that, or you can't do this. Because it's an anchor. That's the problem with it's kids now. It's like, Mom, I I want to be this and that, and then they're like, Can I have Bowen? Yeah, can I have, can I have, can I have twenty thousand? Because I'm gonna start this kind of business. I have okay, yeah, do uh, it. My parents, last time my parents paid for me was my last tuition. Damn. Ever since then, bro, because it's like, oh, like I'm not shitting on parents, eh? because the thing with pe- some parents and teachers and like whatever fucking guidance counselor you have, they they don't see what you see. Right. You know what I mean? They don't share your vision. And the thing is, they're always worried about what other people might think of you because yeah. you are a reflection of oh, them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing is, like, if if you came out a certain way and they you weren't raised right, that's how it's gonna look like to other people. But fuck other people, bro. Yeah. Fuck what they think because at the end of the day, they're not fucking feeding you. Nope. They're, they're not. They're not paying your fucking. They're not paying bills. your bills. And who the fuck gives <laughs> about like who 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 gives a fuck about what they think because they're not living your life so no matter what no matter what you're passionate about even if if you be collecting fucking trolls and beanie babies or whatever <laughs> and like fucking flipping that shit and if you really like it and you're about it then more power to you than right that. but the thing is like some some kids are just terrified because of judgment especially we got fucking social media yeah, they're afraid that, to f- for failure being ridiculed um, being laughed about with what they do yeah. but then when you actually start doing it they're just gonna ask you questions like how do you do it the first step the beginning is always gonna be the hardest of course yeah. you're gonna eat shit yeah. you're gonna you're gonna work sleepless nights you're, you're gonna be fucking sleeping on cardboard yeah. if, it, if you you Bro, I remember not fucking even having money for gas nor yeah. food, bro. You know, yeah, I I'll, I'll, say, I'll say something like this. It's nice eating cup cup noodles every night if you're going to eat steak afterwards. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I live like Wagyu Pancit. fucking steak, bro. I live on Pancit Canton for like probably only three right? years. Dude, Pancit Canton got me up like 
so many times. Like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yo. Like, Consistent on like no talking all that sodium bro. in my head, goddamn. Because it's like, okay, from now I never talk about it. Sabina, <laughs> <laughs> Sabina, Sabina then like all these kids that are forced to go to med school or, or, or take law. Like, yeah, you can be good at something if you keep doing it, for sure. It's a skill. It's something that you hone through yeah, time. right. But might as well use your fucking time in doing what you fucking love to do. Because when that time passes, you're going to fucking be a pro at what you love to do. Right. Instead yeah. of be a fucking pro at, like, uh, something that my mom wanted me yeah. to do. Oh, you can do both. Like, I, it's I really like practice. Like, were you all good at rapping like, no. early on? <laughs> no. Well, I come um, from a very... Go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead. So, like, uh, I, I come from, like, a singing background. Oh, so it yeah, goes you were in the choir. It goes right? as far as back as, I don't know if everyone can relate to this, <laughs> but before, like, cell phones and pagers, right. the only way to contact people is through the landline. Mm-hmm. Right? And you and it's it's just you call the house phone. <laughs> <laughs> the circle thing. And, and, yeah. 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 Like, not yeah, not the So if no one picks up the phone, what what happens? You have an for those that had one, you have an answering machine. Yeah. So I used to like girls would tell me, I love your voice, can you sing? And like call my phone and I won't <laughs> I won't pick up on purpose, but can you sing like a verse from that R and B song right. on my answering machine? Okay. So like wow. when it comes to music, uh, I have <laughs> a singing background and then I was a I like I did musicals and, and choir right. growing up. So like I come from a singing <laughs> background. So already I was I was complimented as a young kid of how nice my voice Your was. voice was. Right. Was it like a baritone type of voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, baritones and choir. <laughs> but and then so when hip hop, because hip hop got introduced to me because of my older titos, like my okay, uncles your were, uncles. Like and this is California lowrider days where people would have in California the sound systems are big. Like you don't hear, and I, I want to talk about this about the culture of the hip hop of hip hop in California was loud speakers like subs and sound Boom systems boxes. in your car right yeah. so you would pull up at a stoplight 12 and inch subs there was there's something about like the rattle of bass from the outside right. of the car when you didn't have dynamat inside of the trunk right go yeah and like you would hear bass from like across the street yeah so a block away yeah coming from that and like listening to obviously west coast gangster rap was big snoop doggy dog mwa eze you know too short all this stuff so um coming from that i started to and this is before the internet so you would have to play a song rewind it write the lyrics cassette. play a song rewind it write the lyrics and just learn yeah, like a cell where you had to put in like paper on the top I used to do that when listening to 89.9 when I was a kid. Oh, no, <laughs> shit. no way. Like That's cool. Was it, like was it like 105 or 9? Yeah, I know. 107.5. 107.5. Yeah, but that, that was that was rock. Isn't that, that was rock. crazy? Oh, no, no Power 108. Power with H Town. H Town. This Power 108. It was the illegal. It was the illegal radio station in Tagaytay. You wanna play pure hip hop 24 Pure hip hop. Like top eight at eight. I would listen to that top eight. Like, like. Fabulous was dominating that yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous, all fab. You ever Whoa. think about that hack? Like, how did we figure out that a cassette tape had two holes on yeah. top and you put paper to level Small it paper. out on top and that way you can you record, record it onto yeah. the cassette? You know what I mean? Because so when crazy. you buy blank tapes, they have yeah, that thing on top. Oh, yeah. So when you get like yeah. the tape that you buy, it's either one or two, yeah. right? There's one like, or okay. two. 
That brings me back to like blowing video bro, games. And they would not understand a Mongol pencil or a Panda pencil me going like this. Yeah. That's crazy. Because oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't want to waste my battery yep. rewinding yep. my song. But I know like 40 rounds of it will yep. bring me back to TQ's yep. West Side. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That, that was it for me, bro. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, TQ yeah. West Side was my jam in uh, 1998. That was a jam in Yeah. Like too close next. I was also listening to fucking like corn slap chop during that time. I was more like Eminem, Lincoln Park type. Like, like when Eminem came about, like who the fuck is like Slim Shady? Like mm, this white guy's album. like messing up yeah. the entire He's so business. angry, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate to Eminem a lot. I mean, not Eminem, but like his music kind of like influenced a lot of the. I mean, he influenced me rapping. That's crazy. Album. Like ever since I heard Eminem Soldier. I, I literally printed out the whole album in lyrics and memorized the whole thing. I told my mom I was doing homework. We came from the a, a same generation in the 90s because yeah. I'm 30, 37. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, 99. 99, 98. Like, I, I remember I had CDs like of Tupac, the back-to-back albums that he had. Um, and um, All Eyes that, On Me. Yeah, All Eyes On Me. And then the CD from, from Nas, mm-hmm. like uh, Nostradamus, I had that. Like I was buying, like you know, the CD shops when it's it's just like uh, the old ones that weren't bought or like pre-owned. I'd buy those because the CDs them were like expensive. Yeah, five hundred. Five hundred. So I bought it like for one one eighty. That was cheap for me. <laughs> I want to go on that too. Is that I talked about this the other day. So now the way that life is is we have streaming platforms, right? So right. all you do is you just pay a monthly. And mm-hmm. then you can go wherever you want, search whatever you want, whatever mm-hmm. genre, create your own radio right. station for a small price. But it takes the fun out of like searching for music because back in the day right. in the States, yeah. the release day was Tuesday. Right. Right. So you would go to a Sam Goody or Warehouse okay. or whatever these shops were back in the States. And you would go and you would search, like obviously you'd go to hip hop, whatever genre yeah. you like, but then you wouldn't know most of these artists, right? You would have certain artists you would look for. Yeah. And maybe a CD cover was next to your favorite artist right. or the CD cover looked cool. Yeah. And, and in like, your head, you're like, you know what? I will take, take this, this gamble and yeah. risk and I'll just buy this anyway because this was looks Was it 10 bucks? Dope. I mean, yeah. I mean, around, bucks, that, right? around that. Yeah. But that was... That, that was fun back then where you're like this kid in the candy store. The it's like, I'm going to invest in these artists just to support and hope that I'll get one song out of the album that's really dope that I can play over and right, over again. Yeah. Here, it's like, we're so spoiled now where it's like, uh, I'll listen to a song, I don't really like it, move on. I don't right. really like it, yeah. move on. And you the artists I mean? don't even get the money. Exactly. They don't. Yeah. Like, so, they don't. I mean, times have changed. It's never really, it's not going to go back to that. But, okay, you know, now, now my question is this one. Like, before you were saying people made money off of like, how many CDs or records they, yeah. they sold. Now, how do you make money w- with music? Gigs. Merch. Gigs merch. and merch, right? Features. Features. Sponsorships. How do you get money from features? Um, for example, like, if somebody hits me up that I'm not really close with, I'll charge uh-huh. them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. In, in a bigger picture, let's say you're an artist here in the Philippines, for example. Okay. And you want to build a following in the States. You take an artist like, let's say, Kendrick Lamar. Right. You can't just... Hit yeah. him up on Instagram, right? You would hey, just have to. You would, you would have to obviously go through the steps, but when you when you reach management, you'd be yeah, like, "Hey, 
I'm this, you have to talk about yourself as an artist. Right. I'm making Sell a yourself. song. Here's the music that we created for the lyrics. Right. Send it to him. And obviously, if Kendrick likes it and likes what you're mm-hmm. about, of course, he has the overall say. But there's going to be a price because he is such a big entity and a right. big brand mm-hmm. that there's there's a price that you have to pay because by him putting his name on your track, he puts we'll, you on he'll you put on. you on to his entire network because everyone wants to listen yeah. to a new Kendrick Lamar awesome. song. Yeah. Right, and people are charging in US dollars half like a quarter of a million, two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. Right, so imagine like it can get to that point, I heard. right? Right, it can get to that point. Damn. So obviously, it's always about the love and making sure the collaboration is organic and stuff. But sometimes it is a business it's that a you business have to look at. Yeah. So if you're an artist and you're gonna put somebody like a Beyonce or Ariana Grande or whatever these Bruno Mars on your track, like that brings you into that world. Right. It's so much free exposure just because a name yeah. and obviously an artist is on the same song right. as you. I, I, right. I think like like artists now uh, have it easier just because they don't have that middleman on there. Like you can put out content anytime you want. Mm, like there's the, SoundCloud, you know, yeah. all these things you can put up. If you have music, you can make it on your own, work with someone, put it out there. As long as, you know, you have to work on it, like you know, DM people, like message people, like hey, yo, check check out my track and stuff like that. But you have to get word out that you have something good. It's like you're selling a product, right? But you don't, but people don't know about it. So you have to let people know. It. And the w- best way to do that is always put it out, put yeah. it out there. Like if you believe in yourself, you gotta put it out there. You can't just like, oh, yeah. You you have to promote your own brand. You know, you're, to, you're you have, one, you have to sell one, yourself. Yeah, you're basically, the one you have to sell yourself. Shit. You can't be just good as like people are just gonna take notice. That's basically the beauty of the internet. It's free marketing, man. Yeah, it's, it's not it's free. The, it's the free. It's the biggest tool that N- no one's charging you to be on free. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Like right now, TikTok is very un- underutilized by people on an advertising perspective, just because it's as organic as it was when Instagram was was growing mm-hmm. and same with with linkedin now it's like the same thing with facebook before the ads like you know even if you have a million followers now on, on facebook you won't get get the same viewership like in, in linkedin so i mean but you have to treat every social network differently like twitter you have to treat it differently you get into a specific uh age like tiktok's for like 8 to 15 years old you have to talk to them yeah. differently right <laughs> and then with linkedin it's like people are here and on business mindset yeah. like so talk differently all these things you can't just copy paste everything right man I hated LinkedIn man I have in the corporate world they, like, hi hello I would like to send my resume they suspended hi, my I account why <laughs> they suspended my account like I can't log in I have to contact <laughs> LinkedIn first because why? LinkedIn is like the uh, Facebook for professionals no, I have, right yeah. I mean you know I, I, I be in the corporate world so then on my tagline my description I put <laughs> Fuck your LinkedIn profile, <laughs> and then they took my account down. So as what? of right now, it's yeah, it's suspended. Probably I have to have to say, oh sorry about yeah. that. Sorry, sorry, LinkedIn. I think you, you should just send a send an email to them. Like you're gonna change that, it. Yeah, it's that nine to five language. But I think Shame. LinkedIn and TikTok is where Shame. some people in the business world, like entertainment, are not using it. Like yeah, I think you get like organic reach with those. You you don't pay for advertising. Mm. No, unlike like YouTube, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like it's getting crazy now. Oh, it is. It is. Like, but but then it's still free. Yeah. You know, yeah. just put it out there. Just like what but I'm telling kids. That's the thing is like as we say this, 
and let's say there's a listener out there that's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I should just put it out there. It's easier said than done. And what these people who are listening that mm-hmm. are struggling to actually take action, you, it's really a confidence thing, right? right? And if you don't have enough confidence and you don't have that strong self-esteem, then try this approach. If you make a song, upload it, put it out there, and then turn off your phone and don't look at the comments or yeah, likes or views yeah. and just yeah. steer away from where you... That's the best way for me to advise people that are yeah. struggling to be like, I don't know, people might not like yeah, it. Just dude. put it out and then don't check it. Right? <laughs> just leave it out in the internet. Yeah. Now, if you do decide to check it and you're not happy with the likes and enough comments or reshares or retweets, you have the freedom to take it down. <laughs> That's it. You know it's what I mean? Or, so, or make more content. Or, or, make or more just content. make more content. But that's what's happening these days is people are afraid. afraid. And why They're is afraid. it that we're afraid, right? And how can you say don't be afraid to somebody who actually is afraid? afraid. Right. right. So I'm just trying to speak to those that are listening. Put it out. Leave it alone. <laughs> if it's bothering you, delete it. Easy as that. Yeah, it's you ma- know what it's, I mean? It's also like uh, a matter of not giving a fuck aside from the confidence. It's just don't give a fuck. Right. Like just try not to care. You can care about the important things, but when it's like the dumb shit, like mm-hmm. dude, because people in the comment section are ruthless. I know, I know. bro. Yeah, and like, maybe that's why people okay. are afraid. And then, so, I mean? so free. But yeah. you know what? But you know what though? When you go on their profile, like all these people like spit in hate, it's usually some underage kid, yeah. or some or some low life, yeah. or some dude who hasn't done anything with like his life. zero credentials, like. You know, people who are better than you than what you do, they will not talk about you. Right. They yeah. will not say, because they're too busy doing other doing shit. Their doing shit. their like, shit. People are always lower than you will have something to say, to say all the time. They ain't doing shit. They doing shit. That's yeah. why they got something to talk about with other people. Just because, you know, I ain't got shit to do. Let me go on the internet. Yeah, like, fuck this guy. Like <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. Fuck this beard. Fuck this whatever. <laughs> Fuck this black guy in the Philippines. Fuck <laughs> 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 this Korean. Hey. Like <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> hey, but y'all don't know fucking Alex can speak Tagalog. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all I can. You can? I mean, it depends on who's asking. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a taxi driver talking shit, if we're talking about Alex right now, like for people who are interested in like really pushing this 100%, like this dude works graveyard shift hours where he doesn't sleep when everybody else is sleeping. This guy stays awake and right. works all through the night and is still at meetings and recording sessions and performances. So... He's like round the clock and he's committed to this. So like if you have an excuse where you're tired, you're feeling sick, like think about (laughs) this is what just one member is putting into this whole collective. And 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 everybody has that type of hustle, which is why Bow Wow Clan is doing this right now is because we're all giving this type of energy into what we love to do, which is make music and perform. I think that's people people see all the great things you've been in. You are successful now. But they don't see what goes through behind yeah, that, like the sacrifice, job. you know, missing out and all the these crying, and the tears, <laughs> all you go through. It goes undocumented, and people don't see that. Don't see like that. there's so much hard work that you put in behind that. I'm sure. And yeah. the biggest thing is like finding fucking inspiration. Like, okay, yeah, we did two albums in one year, mm-hmm. right? Okay, but what people are 
if you ask people, if we survey people, people are tired of this music already, but we put two albums out in a year. Right. So imagine the responsibility, not responsibility, the expectation that the general public, fans, listeners put on these artists where we're waking up just like you, making sure we're happy, making sure we're <laughs> fed, making sure like we get through the day in right. a positive way where it's like, it's hard to push out content so fast and fast yeah. and fast. That's the hardest thing. You can accomplish things, get a big concert, get known, get followers, right. get likes, but then each individual, his inspiration is gonna be different from mine. When he finds it in him, Dino's gone through these slumps where he's like, I'm not feeling it, and then he comes back strong. Alex has done the same thing. Right. But this is happening at different times for all of us, so like, the important thing is for artists to f continue to find what is gonna make them want to write, make them want to say something, and then from there, make them want to go to the recording booth, and from there, make them want to go on stage, because it's this whole process. Damn. But we have to find it within first before you see what's happening on stage or on YouTube. You know what I mean? So that's the hard part is to continue and continue and continue. You know what I mean? So. And it's cool to rest also because you mm -hmm. can be killing yourself trying to. Trying yeah. To, you're like, you're, you're fucking in your head so much. It could take a toll on you. But you can rest. You can take a break for a while. And then when you, once you feel it, like, okay, let's go. Yeah. This is there, you know. What's important is that you take care of yourself first. Because if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't even do nothing. You can't do shit. And there's no time on that. When Dino's yeah. saying that, and sometimes it takes a year for people yeah. or like even longer, right? So the fact that we have a big team and we can help each other, like we all know the dynamic and energy of our, our squad. Right. So if one person's not really feeling it or maybe someone's a bit distant, we all can sense that whether we talk or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the beautiful thing about our crew is that Outside of the music, like we're family, right? We're brothers, so we can sense these things. If someone's upset with someone, yeah, you don't, you don't need to talk someone. about it. You can yeah. sense already. Yeah, and I want to emphasize the rest thing. You should rest because, like, they've they've all witnessed it. They've seen me at the point where I'm just like pissed <laughs> off. At, no, 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 just pissed off at everything. Like I'm just mad. You're just at, irate. I'm just pissed. Like mm. legit, just like aggro. Like I'll just start fights for no reason. You know what I mean? That's just because. I haven't had no sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you should know when to rest. It I think fuck with your head. Uh, sleep is yeah. really important oh, just because it resets you. Yeah. Especially for like some of the kids or like whoever actually who, who's working at a job that they don't really like. Don't kill yourself mm -hmm. over a job that doesn't won't even care if you're there tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. They'll just replace you. Oh yeah, you're yeah. just another cog yeah. in the machine. Like I was yeah. telling Kale a while ago. Right. And this, yeah. that's why it's important for like companies to show like real love to to their people, oh, yeah. you know, understand that their people too with with problems and actual, you know, things that they have on their own. Yeah, yeah. that's that's. I think that's uh, what we, as a generation now, fail to see is that because we're so up in our screens, bro. Right. That we fail to see that oh, the person I'm talking to is a human being. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're seeing a profile picture, but then you don't see the like entire them. person. Because also them, they also put it up a front for mm. you to yeah. see. Everybody's putting up a front. Yeah. Everyone's putting up a front. Like, I mean, take some like Instagram stories. Like the whole world is posting stuff daily on here. We've all created our own. It's like the Truman Show type of vibe, right? Where <laughs> it's like we create our own TV channel for ourselves, and people base people find connections to what you do. Oh, you play, yeah, oh I saw yeah. you play basketball. I love basketball. Yeah. Right? Oh, I saw you. I saw you. Oh, I love rap. So, like, you're building these 
fake connections based on what we're putting on our channel, right? But behind all of that, what's really happening? How are we feeling? What's happening with our parents? Is like right. you know, your sister, yeah, whatever, this type of shit, right? So it's tricky because in this industry, if you don't make yourself visible, they think you're well, gone. Like, yeah. yeah, that's it. You just—it's yeah. all about visibility. You right? need to be very it's visible. Whether a cool photo or not, just the fact that they see your name. That's what's important. Right. And but how do you fight against that? You can't anymore. You can't. You have to go with the times. But so I mean, putting out content is really important today. Oh yeah. Regardless <coughs> if it's video, if it's yeah, like, whatever like, it is, put out content is, in where where attention noise. is. Okay. If there's attention on Facebook, go there. You need to be there. Like I think that's very important, especially when you're putting up music. Make some noise and make it keep it consistent. Stay true to yourself at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. maintain that balance. Because you yeah. know what? Yeah. As, with fame, you lose yourself like, oh, sometimes. Bro. Like you, you certainly lose it. Like I've talked to a lot of celebrity friends that I have. Like sometimes they forget who they truly are. Like who they truly are before all that fame came. Especially those that just had like instant fame. Oh yeah, I, I think it's funny uh, for like these because I a lot of artists don't like me. And I don't like a lot of artistas. <laughs> but, like, I think it's funny because, like, most of them, like, they're too afraid to have fun, dude. They're too afraid to live life. So when they see me, they get pissed off. Like, having fun. I have to be I have to be in the dark in the shadows. Like, smoke if you're smoking, yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're just smoking a cigarette. You're not murdering anybody. Right. Just you're chill out. Just murdering yourself. Right? Just chill <laughs> out, dude. No, and the thing is, nobody cares. Yeah, no one really Nobody cares. really cares. And the people that actually care, well, they should do something with their life. It's, you know? You're supposed to be some sort of, like, role model. Because you're, you're public property. Yeah. Once you're, like, in the public eye, and, and you're, like... You're under person. a microscope. Oh, yeah. You're under that's a microscope. Why every, that's why every little thing you do is like... <gasps> Do you, you know what Ano Ano did? You know what she, he did? What's the one thing you hate about, like, what you do now? What do I hate? Yeah, like, what What about, like, the music? What's the thing that, that irates you the most? That's a good question. That's yeah. a very good question. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about loving what you actually do. Is there something that you hate about it? The idea of things not starting on time. <laughs> Ain't nothing start on time. They'll tell you be there at ten. Like, Filipino yeah. time. Hey, Ain't nothing start on time. I'm on time. It's not about no no. It's not about punctuality. <laughs> it's not about the punctuality okay, not the of time. the act or anything. Okay. It's more they like you're gonna go on at ten. Mm -hmm. you get there at the time they tell you to get there. Ten o'clock comes. You're like, oh, we have to push it to eleven. Till twelve. Till one. Till, I'm like, bro. I just lost all the excitement. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's, yeah. That's my only. I mean, I wouldn't say that's my only concern, but that's one thing that I've noticed in my whole. I think that's here, bro. Ten years. I, 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 yeah, it's I think that's here, there. bro. Cause like, it's here. Because I, I was able to land it's like traffic. a couple of extra, oh, extra, extra jobs in the States. Mm -hmm. And then they start on Sharp. Fire, bro. Sharp. And then Sharp. when it's lunchtime, it's lunchtime. I know. They, like, the camera, the cameraman, they're like, oh, yeah, it's lunch. We're on my lunch now. Fuck yeah. all. <laughs> and the, I'm, all the food is the same for everybody. Right. Here it's like, I there's know. a hierarchy. And then there's like, all this shit. And then. Yeah. Politics and then the fucking yeah, I, I the food is different from the crew and the artistas. Yeah. It's not right. And it's like, man, fuck y'all. Y'all eat cannon, y'all fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah. You bleed, I bleed, you piss, I piss. Fuck y'all, dude. I probably fuck your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you hate about it? 
Well, Did he read about it? About this industry here or just the industry yeah, in general? Whole, yeah, in general. Uh, uh, can you pee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have to go, Alex you have to go. go. Pee, so he's walking yeah, out. Right, just want to let everybody know. <laughs> no, well, we can. Alex has left the room. Just want to let you guys know. Talk yeah. shit about him now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I hate. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that shows up in my mind is really just the compensation, mm -hmm. you know, artist compensation. Right. So, like, um, Dino music. has experienced this, and I just learned. It was just cool about what we did today. Is I learned some new things about Dino here in right. his same, life. Same, and same. So, like, when you do come from a country where, you know, people are getting paid a little bit more. Right. Um, yep, and you level. come to a country where people are getting extremely less. Yeah. Then that's hard to, like, to, to balance because at the end of the day, like, if we're super talented, we mm -hmm. have passion and drive and we've put in years of work to the point where at this stage, there should be some good consistent good comp uh, compensation compensation so i mean even in the philippines like oh yeah well, bowel clan we're a popular name and you know we have a lot of good rappers and you see our music videos yeah. cool but there are times where you know sometimes what we get paid out as artists it just covers our transportation right and so the mental preparation the balance of whatever other things everyone's got the mental preparation throughout right. the week because you do have to prepare dino is a good example he's like Yo, I'm ready for the show. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm, I'm good to go. I mean, like, this takes a lot out of the artist. So then, if we give you guys a good show and we walk away with pretty much just enough to pay for our ride back home, right. that takes something from you from time to time, right? And then, how do we fix this? I don't know how do we fix it. For me, coming in here as a Phil Am, mm -hmm. I don't know the solution to this because... The types of things we're doing here, if we did it in the U.S. or even close countries like Japan or Korea, I mean, I, I know the DJ industry, for example, in Tokyo, minimum they're getting is ten thousand pesos per gig. This is a minimum like right. gig. Yeah, you know what I mean. So here now it's getting down to we talked about this the other day, a thousand pesos for a two-hour DJ gig. Like, yeah. how do you even if you're championship scratcher and the <laughs> most musically like like right. have a lot of music yeah. knowledge and you have a lot of followers how do you eat yeah. like that's what i'm like that's the how biggest do you thing. How, monetize it like enough for you right right so and so th that's my biggest question i don't know i think even the people born and raised here don't really know unless we all go on a strike like if everybody says i no dj is gonna play no rapper is gonna perform you can't throw events anymore we don't have unions. <laughs> Rap union. That's that'd be cool though. Like music unions. Like for ex like in the states, like uh, they have like the whole union thing, like the workers yeah. and shit. Yeah. And that's the thing. If that's what they don't have here. Because it marginalizes everything when it comes to like getting paid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like because everyone on think, a level. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. Cause I like, think that's a good thing. I think that's what I don't like about the industry, no matter what industry, right. whether it be music or acting or whatever. It's the greed of men. Right. The greed of people and people like not compensating uh, the people who are working on a certain thing. Let's say, for example, dude, when you watch Teleseries, right. you see how shit the graphics are? Yes. All right? <laughs> I was going to talk about you that. Should, yeah. You see how shit the graphics are? The thing is, 
We have talented graphics. They can artists. do better. Like, DreamWorks is here. Bro. DreamWorks is here. They, they they're can, do, yeah, they're doing work here, and they're getting paid top dollars. So, like, the, the thing is, here. the thing is, and and I've heard, like, people in pr- production, like, talking, and, and, and I talked right, to them yeah. as well, because, like, damn, like, I feel for you. The thing is, with production and, and all these people, like, the graphic artists want to do a good job. It's not that they want to put this shit content out. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, it's like a domino effect of like people not paying people correctly. Yes. And he's, the thing he's is, not paid enough. And the thing is, it's like they have this mentality. They the, the people like some people from production will tell the graphic artist, "Wag mo galingan. Yeah. Don't do a good job. Yeah. Don't because, go hundred percent. Just go seventy five. Yeah. Because we're only getting paid seventy five percent. Yeah. Because if you're if you're gonna do a really great job, yeah, they expect pay, more. They're gonna, yes. They're gonna expect more, and you're gonna do more work. work. For the same price. shitty price. So it's that's like, how it is. It's like goddamn, dude. Like that's how it is. Yeah. So if if people will just actually focus on the quality of right. shit, then maybe we might get respect from other countries. Maybe we might just be like Korea. Like, dude, there already there's already a K-pop fucking category in VMAs. Yeah. Dude, as Filipinos, we have so much talent. No matter what it fucking be, painting, acting, uh, music, right? We can make it. It's just that these big companies this politics don't want to don't want to put out the money because they want to keep the money. Right. And even okay, so when it comes to hate, okay, so we we, we talked about financial compensation, right? When but when you take it even a step further back, the basic the right. basic expectations are artists who are singing or rapping, which means we have to use our voice when we get to a venue or a VIP artist room, and walang tubig. Uh-oh. Like and then you yeah. ask someone, can we get water? Yeah. And it goes through all of these steps where it's like, uh, sorry, like walang tubig, pero here's a drink ticket. Where it's like, shouldn't you at least have water prepared right. for artists that are using their voice? Right. Like and that, like that is just if you told this to other countries, uh, this is how it is sometimes here. It would blow it's their mind. Like, there's no water. Yeah. And dude, this how can there not be water? This, this basic necessity. But what I have to say about that is though, I think but that's the biggest difference between when they have international acts and local acts. The thing is, when they come to train, when they come to treating local act, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. International act, it's top dollar, it's top treatment, it's best of everything. It's like BBBIB. Because because they are in other countries, bro. So there, there you go. It's always a front, bro. Right. Dude, even like even the top paying actors and actresses yeah. of the Philippines, uh, man, I've heard like some like nightmare stories. Na parang, it's already your concert. It's your you're the headliner. And then you're you're just gonna get ulam in, in, in plastic. A, in a plastic, yeah. And I'm like I'm not trying to be matapobre or whatever, ma arte, but the thing is at least have a decent meal in the mind. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people I, I think that generally the public or yeah, the public, the general public have to take account of their actions towards local acts. They should start taking them more seriously than they are doing because I've been doing this for a minute. I'm not gonna put myself on the pedestal or anything. I never do. I'm, I'm, I like to hide in the corner of the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm saying like, you know what I mean? They should start giving them more recognition. They should start giving them the recognition that they deserve. 
the disrespect level. Just, as, I, I think just as, as a respect. human being yeah. and, yeah, and that's necessities. Cool. That's that's all. I mean, like if you're gonna you, if you're gonna treat somebody else from another country, you know, in the BVIP way, at least treat your people right. Yeah, no, I think just, just people like, just border, borderline like, right. They they just need to stop taking shit. I think there comes a point where it's like enough. But the problem is when right? you start doing that, I don't want to start being like, oh, you're Martha. Oh, yeah. You're well, going to say that. Well, fuck you. How would you feel if you were in my shoes? Like, so, like, oh. I've always like, heard the word like, oh. okay, just go in muna, just go in muna for the love naman yun eh. What else? What else? What Nothing going to pay the bills, dude. I know. <laughs> I know. I've always heard that that line here. Like, sige na, do it na. Yeah. Know, it's for the so love. Pay stuff with the manager. Huh? Yeah, yeah it is. You need that, that way you don't have to do none of that shit. <laughs> you just go there, you do your yeah, shit, do your you thing, go home, yeah. and you get paid what you deserve because your manager is going to take care of all the negotiations yep. and everything. Yeah. I, I think pe- people who are like in top business already need management. Oh, yeah. And someone, I'm not just, I'm not, not someone who's like, you know, out for the cash. Someone that's looking out for me. your best interests. Yeah. Like your best interest me. for your growth. Not not just for the money, but hey. for your growth. Shout out to Riz Ramos. She's uh, oh, she's, no, no, she's my artista manager. Oh, hell, <laughs> and shout out to George and yeah, yeah shout out to George. Uh, boys. Yeah. George made this happen. Shout out yeah, to George. Yeah, man. George Thanks. All right. Um. Any anything you want to say to you know people about what Balcon is? Balcon is a collective of individuals who are. Artistically inclined, definitely, in terms of the music. I mean, be it, say, rapping, be it, say, production, DJing, video skills, photography. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a collective of all, of all these... All, okay, I don't want to put us on a pedestal, but, like, yeah. All these talented people with all these different talents who have something to say. And they want to, you know, so, at the same time, bring up the talents that we have here in the Philippines. And to show showcase to the world that you know, what I mean, like the view that you have towards the vision or the mentality that you have towards the local arts in the Philippines is not really what it is. Right. You know, what I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot more to that, and we have also we all have our individual stories to tell. Yeah. Because we all have such different backgrounds. He has a different story. I have a different story. He has a different story. There's 15 more all of us that have different stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we can entertain you for the whole day. But my point is like. We all have something to say, and we all also see something. We all see a cancer in the system as well, in terms of not just just the arts, just general general system. Right. And, and we maybe not as much as we should, but we do show this in the music that we make sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, there's a message we're trying to send out to the people, saying like, you know, this is what we have to say, and this is what we have to offer. This is what the Philippines has to offer. I'm not even Filipino. I think I'm like literally more than half of my life. You're, you're like, adopted. I'm, I'm repping it. I'm repping You're adopted. It. I'm legit repping yeah. it. You know what <laughs> I mean? So like, you know, like the Philippines has a lot a lot to offer in regards to hip-hop. A lot, hip-hop in the Philippines has been looked down upon for quite a while. Quite a while. Yeah. And I think, it's yeah. About, I think it's about time that changed because you have people like Rooney. You have people like, you know, yep, you have people like, you know, like, um, I think Black, you have Black Kid and uh, yeah. Keja. You Shanty have yeah, Shanty Doe. Peaceful Gemini. Yeah, Peaceful Gemini. Augustois. I mean, like, Barrio Verde. There's a old fuck. There's a lot. The list goes on. I can yeah. keep going. I can right. keep going. I, know. I mean, I'm I not know. trying to, like, you know, throw shade at nobody or nothing, but Mike Swift. There's so many people doing so much. I think it's about time to give them some recognition that they deserve. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's, I guess that's my two cents. Yeah. I think it all starts with you guys. 
I mean, I wouldn't say it starts I mean, with us. Everyone, every, everyone plays their part. Exactly. Everyone so plays I wouldn't say part. it starts with us. I'm not saying we're trying to, you know, initiate anything. It's just more of like, you know what I mean? Take away that stereotype, like, you know, like, of what Philippine hip-hop is. And just open your mind and ex- try to just, you know, sit down and listen to it. Maybe you might like it. If you don't like it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no one's putting, putting just a gun to your head. turn it down before <laughs> even listening to it or before even trying to understand what oh, it yeah. is. And let's get rid of this whole, like, class bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, Tagalog, Budu, man, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you, you went to Ateneo Lasal, oh, you're better. No, just... Good music is good music. Yeah. Yep. Regardless. Regardless, regardless of there's, of if there's no struggle or no struggle. You know what I mean? They're talking about struggle all the time when you yeah. come to hip hop. It's like you're not legit. You don't have the struggle. You know? I, the thing is, I don't have to go through the same thing you went through, but we all went through something. Right. You know I, what I mean? At the same time, like, you know what I mean? You don't have. Being hip hop doesn't mean you have to be tough all the time or be oh, gangster yeah. all the time. Man, be you. <laughs> if, if you is who you are, if you is hip hop, then you are hip hop, bro. No, there's no guideline to how to be hip hop. If, yeah. someone, if, if someone can connect and someone can relate, then you, you did your job, bro. Yeah, All right. Yeah, because yeah, like if you think about it, right? Yeah, it was birthed in a different country, right? right. So like, you can always that have an opinion on hip hop or how mm-hmm. it should be or who needs to be in hip hop. <laughs> like it was birthed in New York. Like, in, here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, in like, yeah, in like the 70s. And it was a street type of thing. But just because right. it was from the street culture, the streets doesn't mean you're a gangbanger. Yeah. Right? It just means like maybe like subcultures or minorities or right. whatever. Whatever it is to be in the streets is that you, you hung out with specific people and were around certain crowds that not necessarily were typical right or, or mainstream but like that's the thing that a lot of people are you know you hear a lot of negativity being thrown our way is like if you're not gangster you can't rap and that's yeah. not no. what it is because no. if you look at what like some of the old school hip-hop songs i said a hip hop right. it, it, that was right. like disco, disco like dance like yeah. stuff. they weren't gang banging so those, then, those were b-boys so then <laughs> these ignorant people need to actually take time and be like where where did hip-hop come from and what did it sound like back in the day right and it's not gangster rap wasn't birthed until right. 90s really early 90s yeah. right so that's 20 80s, years of uh, hip-hop not being gang banging right, right you right. know what i mean so they say this has gone soft yeah <laughs> Hip hop branches into so many other things, just like yeah. other genres. Just if you just pick one, which one do you like? Yeah. So when people ask me, like, so like, what were you? I'm like, I'm, I would just, I, I like music. Yeah. I wouldn't call it hip hop or rap. I mean, I could sit, I could sit here right now, and listen to a heavy metal song, and if it vibe, if I vibe with it, it's on my playlist. Right. I, it doesn't have to be hip hop. So I mean, at the same time, you don't have to be gangster to be hip hop. You can be whatever you want. You can be the mailman. You can be the president. You can be whatever you want. You can rap. Go ahead and do it. Try it out. If it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I think out of all of the elements in hip hop, though, like rap, mm-hmm. the MC element of mm-hmm. hip hop gets criticized the most, right? right? And maybe it's because of our demeanor or all rappers, and I'm crediting all rappers, are very, very intelligent. They're good writers. They're well versed. Yes, like they know how to speak. I you agree. know what I mean? So maybe because of the persona that is attached to a guy with the mic with and the moving microphone. a certain way and yeah. telling stories and saying shit like that gets criticized a lot because if you break down the other elements that say turntablism if someone is scratching and right. he's a fucking high school nerd they don't care they yeah. don't say are you gangster yeah. yeah no do you bang you're a graffiti artist they don't say oh you're a gangster but in rap it's like you have to be this way and that's where it's all fucked up but 
I mean, that's the type of shit you have. You have to have thick skin because if you're gonna get soft about people saying you suck or what you're saying is not true or yeah, whatever, you then you can't you survive this in this game. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's a really like doggy dog mentality where it's like, oh, you rap, or I'm gonna kill you on the mic right now, right? And like, this scene is very unforgiving. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. Unforgiving. That's what I'll say. That's for sure. Because uh, I think at the same time, it's just you know, I mean, everyone wants to be number one. You know, there's always gonna be like, well, I'm the best rapper in the world. Bro, go for it. Okay, man. I just want to rap. I just want to rap. I, just, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. I just want to express. I'm enjoying myself. So if you want to be the best, go ahead. Right. Be the best. <laughs> I'm not trying to compete for the throne. Go for it, bro. It's all yours. All right. Thank you guys so much. Hey, Appreciate the time, bro. Thank you. I know. Thanks we got to go, so fun. we got to do this. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for Thank you guys for listening to the show. Please tell your friends to subscribe to the Life Deck podcast. To view the list of all the podcast stations for Life Deck, visit anchor.fm slash show. Don't forget to rate, comment, and share to your friends this podcast and Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me if you guys did. You can also follow Life Deck on Instagram at lifedeckshow. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, do hit me up on my own Instagram account at AntonioAguirre.Jr. And I'm going to make sure to respond to all of them. Cheers. This is Life Tech. Signing off.